The Region of Life. How did life on Earth come into being? 400 million years ago, when there were no vertebrates on land, how did organisms evolve from living in water to on land? What are the ancestors of quadrupeds? How did it evolve into what we see now? There is a female paleontologist in China who used her life's time to research the characteristics and evolution of life. Through her study of creatures from hundreds of millions of years ago, she deciphered the details of fine structures, environment, evolution, and distribution of early fishes. In her nearly 70 years of research, she successfully broke the secret of Paleozoic Devonian fish fossils. She traveled all over China and wrote countless books and papers. In 2016, she won the highest honor of the Society of Vertebrate Paleontology, the Romer Simpson Lifetime Achievement Award. And in 2018, she won the L'Oreal UNESCO for Women in Science International Award. She is the famous vertebrate paleontologist at the Institute of Vertebrate Paleontology and Paleoanthropology of the Chinese Academy of Sciences, Dr. Mimin Chang. Hi everyone, Chris here from the Geology Podcast Network. In this podcast, we tell the amazing stories of geological expeditions of yore. As cliche as Newton's axiom, standing on the shoulders of giants has become, for geologists, this is especially true. Whether it be the orogenic history responsible for James Hutton's famous unconformity at Sicker Point, or Chaim Ganser's Himalayan expeditions disguised as a Buddhist pilgrim, it is upon their shoulders that we stand to uncover the geologic mysteries around the planet. We will explore the stories of intrepid men and women whose adventures and discoveries put humanity on a course of greater understanding of how our planet works and how the geologic past has shaped our present. Today we have Shi Wong and Noel Lin, two fellow geologists from Ontario and Quebec, Canada, who are going to share with us the adventurous and influential life of Mimon Chang, the first internationally awarded female vertebrate paleontologist in this episode of Geological Expeditions of Yore. Take it away, Shi and Noel. Hello everyone, it's Shi here and Noel from the Geology Podcast Network. Today, we are going to tell you the story behind Chinese female paleontologist Dr. Mimin Cheng and her fish fossils. Zhang spent most of her life walking in nature. Zhang was born in Nanjing, Jiangsu on April 17, 1936, and is a native of Shengxian, Shaoxing, Zhejiang. She originally wanted to study medicine, but after years to the call of former President Liu Shaoqi about geology for national construction, she changed her volition to geology when she was 17. If you think the country needs it, then do it. I feel that riding a camel on the Gobi Desert is a happy thing. She was admitted to the Beijing Institution of Geology, known today as the China University of Geosciences, in 1953, where she devoted herself to geological science, which was a relatively unexplored field at the time. Dr. Miman Zhang claimed to be relatively idealistic and did not require too much in life. At the beginning of school, Cheng didn't know a thing about paleontology. Upon her arrival at Moscow University, she was able to explore the field. 
After completing five years of studies, she returned to China and was assigned to Zhejiang by the Institute of Vertebrate Paleontology and Paleoanthropology of China to study fish fossils. She became part of the first group of scientists in China to study the origin of mankind, spending three months in the field every year. Due to the circumstances at the time, she was often the only woman in a team of 30 or 40 people. Although the conditions were bitter, she enjoyed it. It seems that there is no inconvenience, even my hair was cut very short. When I went to the field or in the countryside, some people in the village would ask the field team whether I am male or female. The conditions at the field camp were extremely difficult. The geological team walked 20 kilometers a day and often stayed at villagers' homes or on the stage of the villagers' ancestral hall. There was no hot water and there was no way to bathe for up to three months. Lice became a problem, resulting in Zhang boiling her clothes in a pot after days in the field. It is not uncomfortable. I'm used to it, Zhang said. At that time, the clothes were quite resistant to cooking, and now the clothes are gone as soon as they are cooked. It's the same pot for boiling the soup. The ancient fish fossils excavated from the Gobi Desert were not just stones in the eyes of Dr. Mimin Cheng. They tell you what age the strata are, tell you the environment it lives in, and the paleontology that's needed to stitch together geological boundaries. Chang took the fossil of young Olepis, a genus of prehistoric lobe-finned fish, from Kujing Yunen to the Swedish Royal Museum of Natural History in Stockholm, Sweden, for research as a visiting scholar in 1980. The head of a real young Olepis is only 2.8 centimeters, about the size of a fingertip. Chang used a continuous grinding method to grind the fossils into very small slices, each with a thickness of only 50 micrometers, equivalent to 20 slices per millimeter. It took Chang two years to cut more than 540 slices, during which she slept only three to four hours a day. Each piece is hand-drawn under the microscope, and one figure can take up to 14 hours. At the time, in the Swedish Royal Museum of Natural History, many people knew that there was a woman who didn't sleep. After about two years of research, Jump came to a bold conclusion. Young Olepis as a loop-finned fish does not have internal nostrils. At that time, the paleontology community generally agreed that loop-finned fish was the ancestor of terrestrial quadrupeds. Because this type of fish had internal nostrils and could directly breathe air without gills. After years of studying similar fossils, she found that none of those loopfin fish had internal nostrils. John's research overturned the hypothesis and raised questions about the origin of traditional quadrupeds. This discovery challenged the Swedish academic authority, as well as her supervisor, Jalvik who was unhappy about this discovery. Before Chang's study, Jalvik used the most advanced continuous grinding method and wax modeling method at that time, conducting a study on the used synopteron fossils for up to 25 years. Based off the fossil, he published wide known monographs and affirmed the idea that terrestrial quadrupeds originated from lobe-finned fish. 
Javik disagreed with Chang, but Chang did not stop writing her thesis. What I see, I can only say what it is. It's fine to me if you don't give me the degree. Otherwise, what kind of science is it? The most important thing about science is that it should be said what it is. In 1982, Chang's thesis was accepted, and she received a doctorate of philosophy from Stockholm University with outstanding achievements. Dr. Mi Manzhang was nominated as an academician of the Chinese Academy of Sciences in 1991, a high honor and lifelong title conferred by the country. Being nominated as an academician means that her outstanding contribution to Yang Olympus had been recognized by the state and Zhang had become the highest level represented paleontologist in China. An academian in China receives more funding, increased salary, monthly or annually tax-free allowance from the national and provincial governments, and possibly free housing. If an institute introduces or cultivates an academian, the provincial government will reward the institute with increased funding. Just as the study of lobe-finned fish became an academic hotspot, Chang handed over the project to her students and focused her studies on fossils of Cenozoic carps. Chang believed that the young people should be held accountable as soon as possible. Let the student give full play to their talents in order for them to surpass the master. Based on Chang's breakthrough discovery of young Olepis, her students confirmed that in the evolution of lobe-finned fish, the inner nostril was formed by the drift of the outer nostril. Taking young Olepis as a starting point, a new theory about the evolution process of tetrapods had been formed, and the evolution law of fish fauna in East Asia, in Mesozoic and Cenozoic, had been clarified. Zhang provided fossil evidence for the evolution of aquatic animals to land, and for that she won the L'Oreal UNESCO for Women in Science International Award in 2018. She is the first paleontologist to win this award. Zhang mentioned in her speech, I also want to thank my family for their support over the years, especially my daughter. Dr. Mi Man Zhang's husband was a classmate of hers at Moscow University, studying physics. After returning to China, he went to the Gobi Desert to study atomic bombs and hydrogen bombs. In order for this couple to devote themselves to scientific research, Zhang's daughter was sent to her grandmother's home in Shanghai a month after she was born. She came back to Zhang when she was 10 years old. The family was separated for many years. Chang has laid a foundation for the study of Cenozoic fish fossils on the Qinghai-Tibet Plateau. In addition to this, she suggested the most oil-bearing strata is the Late Cretaceous, which provides important information for the development of the Da Qing and Shangli oil fields in China. Today, Dr. Mi Manzhang, who is 84 years old, still works every day and devotes her energy to fossils. Reading books is one of the few ways to rest outside her work. Other than video chatting with her daughter in the United States and visiting her sick sister, she appears in the office. She has a nanny who prepares meals for her to eat for two or three days. And on the office floor, she has large bags of ready-to-eat oatmeal. Aging is a new fact that she has to face. She can't do everything by herself anymore. It is a pity that life is short and there are not many things I can see and do.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it is very helpful when you rate and review the podcast. The Geology Podcast Network is sponsored by Traveling Geologist. Editing and music production was done by Michaela Moore. Episodes of the Geology Podcast Network are available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.